welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. We are psychologists and moms. Join us as we discuss what we've figured out, what we've yet to figure out, and what there's just no figuring out. It's sure to be fun, and you may be inspired along the way. Welcome. Today, we're going to talk about support. We're going to talk about asking for support, accessing support. We were all kind of thinking that this might be helpful because I think we sometimes get the message that we shouldn't need support, that asking for help is weak, or we should be able to do it all on our own. And we just want to kind of talk about how do we access support? How do we allow ourselves to do that? So we're social creatures, right? We need each other. We need to be in connection with each other. We need to help each other. We may be really aware of this need for connection, especially now as we're kind of all coming out of this period of isolation. So it's important to ask for help. We need it. I think that that's, you know, certainly keeps us in connection with others. But I'm wondering for you guys, how does that feel? Are you a person, Lucy, that you like to ask for help? You don't like to ask for help? Do you have strong feelings one way or the other? I do. This is something that has been really, really hard for me. And I think that there's a division. So if I was in a classroom or had this formal role as a student, it'd be super easy to ask for help. Mm. You have questions to get clarification. But in my life, right, like <laughs> as an adult outside of that, it has been super, super hard for me to ask for help. Over the years, noticing that I feel okay asking for help if I really need it, like if my back is against a wall or if it's something so I can work. But the idea of asking for help, like so I could just go and like get a manicure or like <laughs> hang out, that has been really, really hard. So it's almost like levels of how important the thing is that you need. Exactly. Okay. Okay. What about you, Jamie? How do you feel about asking for help? I think similar to Lucy. For me, I would, I'm much more apt to provide help Mm. and provide support than receive. I, I think particularly in our society, we're taught to be really independent and self sufficient. And I think all of us are. Probably we would consider ourselves pretty high achieving women. Mm-hmm. I mean, going to grad school, getting a PhD, that sort of thing. And I think that if you kind of fall more on that end of the continuum, it's you're used to being sort of the self-sufficient person to kind of do everything on your own. And so, yeah, asking for help is not a strength of mine. <laughs> it's hard. So does that ever get in your way? Not asking for help, not wanting to ask for help. Does that ever get in your way? No, you know, I seem to have boundless <laughs> energy and like really just enjoy overfunctioning. Um, <laughs> and I'm not resentful or irritable and totally at peace all the time. Doing everything all wow. the time. Like it's just, amazing. We just live like Lucy. We like have it made in the shade. I'm glad I, I sense you picked up oh, on a did. touch of sarcasm. Just the slightest uh-huh. bit. Laid it on pretty thick. Yeah. 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 What about you, Jamie? Does it get in your way to not ask for help? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> well, Avery, what about you? Are you a good help asker? No, I'm not. I'm not a good help asker. I, th- I think I'm even, I have a little hard time, like even just being a help receiver. I mean, even just, I'm thinking right now, I recently had a situation where you guys offered me some help. You brought me some, a meal and there I was, I felt kind of like really grateful, but also like a little bit of that, Ooh, should they be helping me? Should, is it okay that I'm taking this help? Like a little bit of, is this okay? And I'm like, well, of course it is. They're my friends. They've offered to help. They want to be helpful to me. And, but there is that little like, ooh, 
for me, I, I totally relate to that, but it's the sense of like, maybe there's a finite amount of help I'm allowed. Mm, and so I yeah. really need to need it to take it. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. the kid in second grade, we got these like free homework passes and I had like over a hundred at the end of the year. Cause I never used them. Cause I was wow. like, what if I need them? You're saving like, them for if, a rainy day. <laughs> right, what if something happens? But it's almost like if I get help, if they bring me dinner this night, Ooh. like what if, what if I really, really need happened? it tomorrow, they won't be here to help like a mm-hmm. scarcity yes, of help. Totally. Yeah. I think for me, it's, I, I can get into a mindset of, I don't want to like, quote unquote, owe anyone, mm. anything, almost like this quid pro quo. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, so if they've done this for me, then, okay, then now I need to do something back for them. Yeah. When, when like a power so many, differential kind yeah, of. Yeah, when in so many of my relationships, that's not the case that's not at the all. the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that also interferes with my ability for our ability to ask for help is I'm a bit of a control freak. I know that's really shocking for both of you. I know. Surprise, (laughs) surprise, surprise. And when people help you, they're not going to necessarily do it the same way that you do it. And that feels a little threatening to me sometimes. I want you to pick up my daughter from school, but I want to make sure that this and that. I mean, like I I have like that controlling thing that I have to kind of recognize if people are going to be helpful to me, they may not do it the same way I'm going to do it. And you have to kind of be okay with that. And that feels a little bit. Well, that has been a huge thing I've had to work on or with, like in terms of like domestic life, like, yes. so being married and having kids. So mm-hmm. if I don't want to do the dishes mm-hmm. and I'm going to have someone else load the dishwasher, but I can't <laughs> swoop in behind them and like right. reload it and undo it because that's that right. sends the message of like, why should they even bother? Because mom's just going to do it her way anyway. Mm-hmm. But this belief that there's like a right and a wrong way to do it. And so that yeah. can definitely interfere with asking for help. <laughs> I right. think for me, one of the the biggest controlling pieces of get out of my way. I have to do this and I don't want anyone to help me is when I pack for trips. Oh yeah. When I pack for the family for trips. I was going to say, who do you, who do you pack for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> for myself, it's like, it's relaxed. It's easy. I can wait till almost the last minute to throw stuff in a bag and it's fine. Cause I tend to overpack and I just throw everything in. So it's not a big deal. But when it's for myself, Robert, Grace and Max, and Robert comes around and he tries to talk to me. I'm like, you must leave the room. Mm-hmm. You have to get out. Mm-hmm. Do you pack all four of you? He does his mostly, but I do mine and the kids uh-huh. and then whatever he forgets. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's a, a big piece where I'm like, nope, nope. I do not need any help. I mm-hmm. do not want any help. And is that true? Like, do you really not need help? Or is that the controlling thing? It's probably the, I don't It's probably a little bit of both. And that I know where we're going, what right. we're doing. And again, that's a controlling piece. Like you I hear it best. now, like <laughs> I know, I know where we're going, what we're doing, what the itinerary is, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, I don't want my kids throwing in the suitcase, you know, a pair of hiking boots when we're going to be on the beach all day. Right. Like that's, you know, or please take that rock collection out of your backpack. We right. don't need to travel with that. I mean, <laughs> we traveled a few years ago and Charlotte, some, thankfully Brent checked her like carry on bag beforehand, yeah. but there was like screwdrivers. And I'm like, I was like, why is she bringing all these like tools, like scissors? Like, we're like she's going to get flagged for having sharp objects. I don't know why they were there. It's like the rock collection. Yes. Right. yes. So yeah. there is this kind of like sometimes we need to do it ourselves or it behooves us to do it ourselves, like to check and make sure there aren't weapons that are coming up with the airplane <laughs> or rock collections that are coming with us. So there is that like sometimes we 
I won't say no best, but it is playing to our strengths. No best. We know best. We can just say it. We're all friends here. We know best. But then there's some times where it kind of crosses over to the dark side where it's like, I am doing this. I want to do this. And there's this kind of like, I must do this. Like I have to do it or it's not going to be done correctly. What do you guys think that that dynamic does to the people that are trying to help you? Like when you are trying to do something and people are trying to be helpful, how does that play out? How does that dynamic play out? I'm sure it really probably dissuades them from wanting to help <laughs> me anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about with the kids. And when you were talking, Lucy, about domestic chores, one of the things my kids can sort of do <laughs> in their own way <laughs> is to like fold the towels and the washcloths mm-hmm. and things like that. When I open up my mm. linen closet or whatever, it's usually my initial reaction is horror because of like the (laughs) wad of towels that they're, Mm -hmm. you know, throwing in there or whatever. But I want to allow them to help me so that they can have that Mm self-efficacy of of doing it on their own. Like you were saying, I don't want to go behind them and and redo, although sometimes I am guilty of that, going behind and redoing their tasks. Well, I I was just going to say, I think that that has probably played a role in, in my marriage too, right? So if I insist on doing it all Mm. on my own or redoing everything. Like what incentive does Brent have to step into that space? Right. Cause I'm kind of sending the message. Don't do it. I don't want it. And it's gotta be kind of demoralizing for the other person as well. Right. And I think for me, when I find that I do allow, especially I'm thinking in my family, like my husband or my daughter to help me, it's hard because they're not going to do it the same way that I do it. And if I get in that defensive way of like, well, you didn't do it this way or you didn't do it that way, then of course they are not likely to want to be helpful again. But if I can accept that help, it, it does communicate like a trust, right? It does, it does foster some intimacy that they feel like valued, that their help was helpful. And it also kind of fosters some trust on my part so that rather than like, nobody's ever going to be able to do this correctly, like, oh, wow, they may have done it differently, but we still all got fed. They may have done the laundry differently, but my clothes are clean and, and kind of being able to. And sometimes they do it better. Like sometimes, sometimes they you do get surprised. And you're like, wow, that's not how I, I would do it. But, but huh? wow, we have some. Yeah. Yeah. But like letting go, it kind of is that upward spiral of kind of letting go and letting them show you that, hey, we can be helpful in a way you weren't expecting. They feel more confident. You feel more confident in their ability to help. So how do we do that when we have a need for help? What do we do? How do you go about asking for help? What do you do first? I think for me, one of the biggest things is to tune in and to myself and assess what my capabilities are, what I can kind of let go and just really figure out and ask, what is it that I need? That's right. You know, that's yeah. Step one, what do you need? Absolutely. And kind of being able to attend and see what are these things? You know, what do I need right now? Yeah. So how do you guys, how do you do that, Lucy? Are you kind of... And that's been super hard for me. Gosh, when my back is against the wall, it's much clearer. So like mm. if I literally cannot pick up my kids from school because mm-hmm. I have to be somewhere else, like that makes it easy. But for me, it's much harder in that fuzzy area where I kind of mm. could do it on my mm-hmm. own or could somehow like navigate it or work it out. But it would be so much easier to get help. 
And so I think that that's a big question I've had to ask myself, like, what does help even look like? Yeah. How could this even be? And I was on a retreat a few weeks ago and um, I was in this swing, right? And there's this lovely like hammocky Papasin sort of swing that you were in. And I would be like, it'd be nice if someone would push me. And so then being able to say, like, hey, could you push me in the swing? Right. And being like, oh, this is how you ask for help. Right. Or like, <laughs> oh, could you braid my hair? Like one of my friends on my retreat, could you braid it? Because I can't do that. Like, oh, that's how you can ask for help. Mm. So I think this is kind of new for me, like learning how that could even look. Yeah. So almost kind of like the invitation to it to kind of even have it in your awareness that might be a limitation to it is not even thinking, hey, this would be an opportunity to ask for help. Yeah. So then when you realize you do need help or want help, I guess that's the other question is it it, can, it doesn't have to be a need. It can just be a want. How do you do it? How do you ask for help? What do you say? I think it's important to be clear, be direct, not to apologize or explain too much. Any other things you guys have picked up when you're asking for help once you've assessed, yes, I need this. Part of it too is letting go of whatever response I may get. Yeah. Right. So someone else is free to say yes or no, and I don't have to decide that for them mm-hmm. on their behalf. Because I think quite often we we make that decision for someone else. Yeah. And so allowing them to show up and decide. To truly ask openly versus like, Lucy, you're going to need to do this. More like really asking. Right, or even like, I know you probably can't do this. Or like, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to ask because then I've already told Reading myself your the mind. story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I try to pay attention, I think, to timing mm. of things too. Like when I'm making a request, I want to see if I can kind of anticipate, you know, if if the timing of it would be sure. okay, if possible. If I know somebody else is, you know, drowning in tasks or, or whatever right. that they have going on, it would be an inappropriate thing at that time for me to ask them, hey, can you push me in the swing? Right. You know, right? <laughs> if you're <laughs> if trying to make dinner. Right, maybe, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's one thing that I try to pay attention to. And I think another thing would be to express appreciation I think that's a big a big piece as well. Reading my mind, Jamie, yeah. that was be my third step. So just to say thank you. Yeah. And again, I made a little without apologizing, not like, oh, I'm so sorry to ask, but just like a, a genuine thank you. Expression of gratitude can be really helpful too. That's great. So when you guys are thinking about asking for help, we kind of talked about how you how you feel about asking for help. What are the kinds of things that keep you in from asking for help. And it sounded like we were kind of talking a little bit about like mind reading. I'm going to think about what this experience must be like for that other person. Does that get in your way? Kind of trying to think about what the experience is going to be like for the other person, the person being asked. What do you guys think about when you think about that? Well, it's it's interesting. This comes up a lot actually with clients Mm. who are maybe reluctant to ask for help that they need. So we talk a little bit about how do you flip it around, right? And how do you feel when you are able to help someone else? That's right. Yeah, And most of us can kind of resonate like, wow, this feels really good Mm -hmm. to be able to help someone else. And so kind of turning it around, like not wanting to deny someone else that, that opportunity. That experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I would echo that and, and say, you know, I don't want to (laughs) rob someone else of an experience of, of being able to be helpful. Right. You know? So kind Mm -hmm. of thinking about what that experience is like when you're asked Mm -hmm. and wanting to offer that. To another person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the positive side of it. You know, I think the other, the other side, the, you know, when you're trying to anticipate something, if we go to a place of worry, of fear, that sort of place about 
what it would be like for them. Is it going to be a burden? You know, that's something that I hear from clients. Like, I don't want to be a burden. I hear that Mm -hmm. phrase a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to trouble other people. If that's the place that we go to and we think that we're anticipating an experience of burdensomeness to other people, then that's not a, not useful. It's not a helpful thought. So I want to talk a little bit about what are some things that are really helpful to you? I want to kind of just normalize that we all need help and being able to kind of validate that. So what are some times in your life that you have felt helped, supported, like that you've asked for help or it's just been offered and it was genuinely helpful? I'll go first while y'all are thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, I mentioned before you guys bringing me dinner, I'd had surgery. And one that you had communicated a desire to do that, asked me, you let me control it a little bit. Let me know that you were going to bring it to me and let me kind of order and decide and like control it the way that I wanted to. But it was a way to kind of communicate just care and love and support. And you all knew that we could have figured out how to feed our family, but it was just that love, that support and care that we we know what's happening for you, that connection, that sense of belonging, I think is what we communicate to each other when we allow people to help us and that support and love and care. That reminds me of a little bit. So we're talking about receiving support and asking for support, but I think the other is offering support. Yeah. And I know over the years I get trapped in not knowing exactly what to do, Mm -hmm. right? And so you kind of reach out with this blanket, oh, let me know if I can help. And no one ever responds to that. No one ever responds to that. rarely. And so how do you just kind of leap? And I'm just going to drop off dinner. I'm going to say, what night would be best for me to bring you dinner? It doesn't have to be like their most favorite meal or their, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be the perfect thing, but just offering it and stepping in without waiting to be asked. I think that's so important because I, I, I'm i so guilty of that. Let me know if there's anything you need. I'm here if you need any help. But knowing full well, probably somebody's not going to ask. But just anticipating like, hey, probably after certain things happen, you need food. You need dinner. And, and being able to just offer those specific, that specific help and support. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think sort of tuning in to what you might appreciate. I mean, like sort of putting yourself mm. in, in someone's shoes, like with you, Avery, yes. with having surgeries and, and things knowing that you're going to be down and out, what's going to make you more comfortable, what's going to entertain you, what's going to be helpful to your family. You know, if I can put myself in your place and think about what I would like, then I can offer that to you, offer that to another individual. Mm -hmm. So in terms of receiving help, Mm -hmm. I have to circle back. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. I think it can be really small ways too, right? And so I think a lot of where I find myself needing help or really appreciated is even just like small things you know, around home. So someone who is going to take this puppy out that we have or kind of watch him so I can go do something else. Um, Maybe someone who helps with the kids. So there's the very like practical, tangible sort of support. And sometimes it's someone listening, like just Mm. being able to talk with someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would agree with both of those types of supports. You know, my friend Megan was in, traveled with us recently to Disney, but was in the weekend before for my sister's graduation party. And I love throwing, throwing parties. And this was a surprise thing. And I was trying to get everything organized and done. And she's been at my home many times. She lives out of town when I throw parties, but she's always extremely helpful. And she always listens. And Mm. I try to be as direct as I can. Like, Hey, would you, you know, could you do this? Could you do that? Like, or just leave her to it to hang up balloons or, or do whatever. And she helped with my sister's graduation party. And that was very much appreciated because I had a lot, a lot on my plate at mm-hmm. the time. Well, Jamie, you're almost tapping into two things then. Like, where can we directly ask for what we're wanting and needing? Just kind of simply. And then the other is 
gosh, there's also this space to kind of be able to anticipate. So mm. she's, if she's just hanging out at your house and kind of sees a need, how do we kind of step into that? Yeah. And that can be a place of discomfort for me, like when someone is hosting something mm. and they're kind of taking it all on. And it's something that I need to remind myself, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm just kind of sitting back and, you know, I'm, I'm there and I'm the only one there, how can I offer, you know, can I, can I do something? Will the host allow me to help and to do mm. something? And I think that's such a way that we engage with people, right? Is to be helpful, both being asked for help, jumping in for to, to, to help, being helped. I mean, that's a really strong way to kind of build that connection. I'm also kind of thinking about this idea that, you know, sometimes when we're in certain emotional states, the thing we feel like doing is what really is going to be helpful to us. So like, if I'm feeling exhausted, I'm going to feel like sleeping and that's going to be really helpful to me. But sometimes when I'm feeling really for me, fearful. What I probably need to do, what would be helpful to me is to ask for help. And what I feel like is the last thing in the world I want to do is ask for help. And so I think sometimes it's it's just even like you kind of mentioned, Lucy, having that as an option that, hey, I could ask for help. There are likely people there that would love the opportunity to be let in and be able to support me and help me. And and I think that kind of just paying attention to that, that, that help may be one of the last things that you feel like doing and one of the first things that might really improve how you're feeling. But there's sometimes that it may be the right call not to reach out for help. Sometimes it may be help most helpful to try to go inside for support. Do you guys have any examples of that? Or have, has that ever happened where you're kind of aware that, yep, this is something, I, this is an inside job? I think sometimes it's less about not asking for support. I, I tend to define it more as like reassurance, right? Mm. So sometimes we get pulled in that place that for me to feel yeah. okay, I need someone outside of me to tell me I'm okay. Right. And when we right. get caught in that dynamic or pattern, I think sometimes it's best to go in and start to hold that space for ourselves. But because by relying on people outside of ourselves, we deny ourselves the opportunity to know that mm. and experience mm-hmm. it. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. So going inside for that reassurance versus outside for that. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Anytime that feels like it's better or, more, or, or helpful just to be able to go inside for that support. I'm at a loss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> help me. Help me. There we go. Um, I'm why at don't a you loss. go inside and think about that yes. <laughs> for a little bit? Uh-huh. So, so one thing I was just thinking about is just really practical things. Like there may be some, like a time that nobody's available. Like it may be three sure. o'clock in the morning and you may feel that need for reassurance, for example, and there may not be somebody that's available to offer help. And so you need some of that support, self-support kind of self-care strategy to kind of even get through to a time that somebody might be available. It may also be that that you know that what you're asking for is not going to be found externally. And I think that's kind of what you were tapping into, Lucy, that it's that reassurance that you can keep asking and asking and asking and never really feel it in the same way that, that you might if you went inside. So how do you support yourself if there's a time that either people are unavailable or it's it's not that kind of support? How What are the things that you guys do that offer yourself, a way that you can offer yourself that support? I try to schedule it in. I mean, mm. I think <laughs> which sounds, <laughs> I, I think not overfilling my plate and giving myself some time, you know, uh-huh. a little bit several times a week where I can just do something to take care of myself, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Like this morning I went swimming for 20 minutes. I mean, I knew that I had kind of a, a full day of us doing recording podcasts and I have other plans this evening, but knowing that this is going to start my day off better if I can do a little something for me yeah. to start off the day. Oh, I love that. How about it's really, really good. 
What was the question? Supporting yourself. <laughs> so enamored by Jamie's answer, this. supporting yourself. I mean, so I, I think the first thing that comes up for me is that sense of tuning in. Mm-hmm. So how do you even make space and be still to know what that would even look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm thinking about too is, is being aware that when people are being helpful to you, to be able to receive that and let yourself receive that. So one way that I like to support myself is really just to make sure that I'm getting basic needs met, making sure that I'm sleeping, making sure that I'm exercising a little bit, moving, that that kind of gives me that space to kind of settle. And kind of like what you were saying, Jamie, just to take care of yourself, get yourself in a place where you- Like well-resourced. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm Well-resourced. Yeah. Thinking about the do try this at home, our little pearls, our little nuggets of wisdom over the- what, what are some things you would try at home? I think for me, the first thing that comes to mind is like a permission slip, mm. right? So saying that you are allowed to not do it all yourself mm. and to be able to ask for help mm. and to get support. Mm. Yeah. I think probably another pearl or nugget would be to maybe do a little bit of an inventory on mm. people in your life and who is it that is reliable, dependable, non-threatening individuals that we can trust. And if you have difficulty asking for help, maybe starting with people that are higher up on the list that Mm. you know that are dependable. Um, Yeah. I think for me, it's just remembering how I feel when I am asked for help and reminding myself that that's likely how somebody is feeling when I'm asking them for help, Mm. just to kind of allow myself that permission slip of, you know, that this is actually something, a, a kindness I'm doing for this person. I'm letting them know that I trust them, kind of giving them that same feeling I get when I mm-hmm. ask for help. Okay. Well, I think that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Subscribe to Inspiration from the Couch wherever you access your podcasts. We always welcome your feedback. Visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com. dot